Welcome to Sliding Doors, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? What if you had taken that job? or told that person in high school how much you liked them. Each episode, I will talk to some amazing people from all walks of life and chat about their sliding doors moments. We will reflect on how a decision or moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Surprise! We have a bonus episode for you. So to celebrate the launch of Strictly Come Dancing, we wanted to take a look back at some of the best bits from previous judges, contestants and presenters that have been on Sliding Doors. So this episode we will hear moments from Jeanette Manrara, former professional and now presenter of It Takes Two, Calvin Fletcher, who won Strictly in 2019, and maybe a little appearance from his baby twins, the legendary Arlene Phillips, who was one of the first judges on the show, and Dan Walker, who was a contestant on the show in 2021. So as ever, if you enjoy these moments, please go back into our Sliding Doors archive wherever you get your podcasts to listen to the full episodes, and we have over 70 others you can delve into. Enjoy the show! I 
I guess we can now go on to your last moment, which is a big one. I have a lot to ask you about this, but I guess it's getting into Strictly. Um, This is like a really big part of your life. Um, And I guess I wanted to ask, so how did you get onto the show? I mean, I can't remember a time without you on it. So that's like (laughs) saying something, but um, were you a fan of the show? Did you know about it? How did you get involved in it? Oh, but you see, this is a great story too, actually. That's why I was excited to make it one of the, the sliding doors moments. So Ali Ash and I at the time, we were obviously already dating and we were we we're doing a show in the West End, Burn the Floor, again. Yes. And um, at that time, Burn the Floor was getting ready to stop and we were going to go on a big break for a couple of months, I think even a year with the show because we had been touring worldwide with the show and then West yeah. End twice already. So that contract was going to be done for a yeah. while. And um, I, funny enough, got offered Dancing with the Stars in Los Angeles right at the beginning of my West End contract. And I remember thinking, oh, I have to say no because I'm in a contract to do Burn the Floor. And I was so gutted because I thought I've just missed such a huge opportunity to do Dancing with the Stars. Uh, And I remember thinking, you know, hopefully they'll take me next year or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And then when we found out that Burn the Floor was going to be shutting down, not shutting down, but stopping for a stopping, while. Yeah. Ali Ash and I went into this like, well, now what? Because he was going to have to move back to Slovenia. I was going to have to move back to LA. We were both kind of like, not jobless, but like waiting now for yeah. the next thing. And um, and we were so in love that we the thought of doing the whole long distance thing was like, going to make our, really it was going to like really make it hard for us because yeah. it's not just any long distance. It's Los Angeles and Slovenia. It's yes. very different parts and of the world. And you've been together like every day. Exactly. So, you know, we, we were very scared for what was going to happen for, to our relationship and to us. And we were both just trying to fa- find ways of making it work. I'm like, well, if I work in LA, maybe he can come and stay with me. And then if he gets a job in Slovenia, I can, we were just panicking a little bit mm-hmm. and worrying about how we were going to make the relationship work. And also financially, like what we were going to do for work. Cause Burn yeah. the Floor was just our, our provider for so long. Um, and then the producers from Strictly came and watched the show. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if Aliash gets Strictly, yeah. he can stay in London and then maybe I can get some kind of a visa to stay in London and dance and work with him. Like I never in a million years thought that Strictly would take me. You know, yeah. I was really rooting for Aliash because So did they the want one... both of you or did they originally want to Aliash? Well, well, this, this thing. So I thought they only wanted people yeah. like Aliash who had competed in Bournemouth Latin because uh-huh. Aliash is an insane dancer Mm -hmm. and he's got like a million like championships and he's done so well for himself in his competitive career but I never competed I did Borum in Latin but I never actually competed so I thought like one of the criteria was that you had to have some kind of a title so I was really rooting for him so when they came in and watched the show and then they called and asked us both to just interview for the part you know to have an interview I was like what like <laughs> it was such a moment because I thought oh my god I could dance I, I can say that it also you're Aliash. like oh my god it's all gonna happen and then you get yeah. really scared and then I thought don't 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 get overexcited because yeah. if, if it doesn't work out so then we both went and audition we had to both teach a celebrity and that's a really funny story because I prepared myself to teach a male celebrity um and when I walked in it was actually a woman so they hired one person for the whole day of auditions Ah. and it was a woman and I was like oh my god I'm gonna destroy this audition (laughs) because I had everything ready to teach a man yeah but um I remember leaving the audition and going to Aliash I don't think I smashed that like I was so not ready but it's fine yeah um and then 
when we both got strictly, I mean, they called me first and, you know, they did the whole, I think they did it on purpose. They did the whole like, well, as you know, we've only got place for a certain it's number of people. It's always negative when you're yeah. going to get it. Like I, from all the shows I've watched, when they start with a negative, you know, it's going to come out something well, good. Well, I didn't know that background. I, yeah. And I was just like preparing myself. They're like, you know, we just want to thank you for your time. But as you know, we've only got spots for a certain number of people. And oh I was already God. thinking, oh gosh, it's going to say no. It's fine. I, I was kind of ready for that. And then she goes, however, we would love for you to join the show. And I, I didn't scream, but my face screamed because yeah. I was trying to keep it cool on the phone. But my mouth yeah, opened, okay. my eyes widened, <laughs> Ali Ash is on the other side of the room, like jumping up and down, not making any noise. And then I was like, yes, I will, I will gladly accept to be <laughs> a part of Thank you so much. Thank you. And then I screamed. And then Ali Ash, when I went, oh, wait a second, now we need him to get yeah. the job and within five minutes they called him straight after really? oh my god thank god you didn't have to wait longer I know, than we that. didn't have to wait long and then we both got it and it was honestly what again just like moving to LA getting Strictly Come Dancing was just the biggest and like most incredible thing not just for my career but for my personal life and my marriage 100%. with Aliash because if it wasn't for Strictly I don't know if we would have been able to work through that hard long distance thing. Yeah, because I was and actually so- going to say to you, like, it, like, because if you think about if only one of you had got it or not, like, how? Yeah, do you think about how it would have affected your relationship? I don't know. Like, that's why in 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 my heart, I was really, I mean, amazing that we both got it. But I thought if at least he gets it, then I can maybe get some kind of a working visa to stay in London and do shows with him in London or whatever, or maybe I can help out in the show in some way, like. I didn't I don't know yeah. but the fact that we both got it and that we were both able to join in and get partners and and join the show like it was just the biggest again like another aha beautiful dream come true because mm-hmm. I just don't know what it would have meant for us and then I knew that Strictly was the main like the yeah, biggest what, one. Yeah, did you, had you seen it before? Did you watch because it? Because obviously I watched Dancing with the Stars yeah, in, in the USA, America. but yeah, it's the so same you know. exact format. Yeah. We had Len Goodman, we had Bruno. Uh, so it's the same exact format. But then I, when I started doing shows in the West End, that's when I found out, oh, Strictly is the original one. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how big, big of a program Strictly was here. Because in the USA, it was big. But the USA is like such a massive country and they have yeah, so many like different TV 50 shows. 50 countries in one place. Yeah, they, that they, um, you know, Dancing with Stars is a big show over there, but it's not like what Strictly Come Dancing is here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I really felt that after doing the first year with Ali Ash. That's when we learned how much Strictly Come, Dan- Come Dancing is loved by the UK public. And, and as I you think, say, can become your family. Yeah. And I think it was so nice for Ali Ash and I, because that was when we kind of went, we're not only just dancing and choreographing and putting on a show, we were like making people genuinely really happy. Like yeah. moms and dads and kids and grandparents and people of all ages and all backgrounds enjoy watching Strictly. And to be a part of that kind of like Saturday night tradition that leads yeah. up to Christmas was just so special yeah it was magical yeah and this moment's so great because I know you probably don't want to think about this but you mentioned it before like 
my brain of like sliding doors is going like, you know, number one, if one of you got it, the other one hadn't have got it, what would have happened? But also if you both hadn't have got it, as you said before, you know, you were really kind of like, what are we going to do? And, you know, it really shows how the universe aligned because, you know, you both would have maybe gone back to your separate countries. And I mean, listen, I think you two are made for each other. So you would have found a way together. But <laughs> this is, as you said, like you'd started to think about, is there somewhere in the middle that we can meet? And I guess were you just like, this is just meant to be when it all happened? Yeah, I did feel like the stars aligned yeah. and everything has planned out the ways it should be. And this is a really, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I first, first, first started doing musical theater as a kid, one of the first uh, dances that I ever did was one singular sensation from Chorus Line. Yeah. So there's a video somewhere out there of me and like a leotard <laughs> with like yeah. character shoes and a hat doing one singular sensation. Then when I did So You Think You Can Dance, which was another part of my, I guess, dance career, we did one singular sensation as a group number choreographed by Mia Michaels. And I remember going, oh my gosh, I remember doing Dang one that. singular sensation as a little kid. And now I'm doing it on TV on So You Think You Dance. That's amazing. Then fast forward a couple years later after that, we're in Blackpool with Strictly on the day of my birthday. Yeah. And we did this huge Blackpool number with all the celebrities to one singular really? sensation. And Incredible. I was like, my gosh, this song is... So special there's something yeah. really special about this song that keeps coming back into my life into my career and then <laughs> the moment that I just like I that's it I started crying and I was like this is crazy like this song I just think it's a it's a sign that everything is happening in my life as it yeah. should be was doing it one my last dance ever on Strictly Come Dancing was with Harvey in the final and it was one singular sensation Amazing. in the gold sequence suits yeah. So when that number finished and we did so well and Harvey like smashed it and I was in the final and it was that song that I, I means so much to me. Again, it was one of those moments in my life where I just thought everything is as it should be and yeah. I'm in the right place and I do really believe in destiny and in fate. And um, yeah, I just think life has has been happening as it should for sure. Oh my God, me too. I have a song that follows me around that when I hear it, I like know something like good's going to happen. I love that theory so much and it's brilliant. And listen, you believe in it. And as you say, and now probably looking back, you're like, maybe that was because, you know, it's my time to like move on. And like, you know, yeah. it's it's so brilliant. And um, what's the biggest pinch me moment then from doing Strictly? I mean, I guess there's so many, but is there a moment that you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I got to do that. Oh gosh, there's so many. I've had so many incredible memories on Strictly. I mean, I remember oh. one with, um, when, I mean, you're a massive fan of Gloria Estefan. I feel like that was a big one for you. Oh, that was a big one. And she sang yes. for me, happy birthday oh. in Blackpool. And I remember meeting her and I'm thinking, don't panic, don't panic, don't fangirl, just be normal, just act cool. Like, <laughs> just want to be um, your best friend. Oh, I just want to be best friend. And there's a video, I think one of the pros has it somewhere. They were all laughing at me because I was like, my, my <laughs> eyes were just like, I was melting talking with her and oh. they filmed me like I couldn't get enough of her. But I think the, the beautiful thing about Strictly is just that there are so many wonderful memories of the years. I think yeah. my first ever show, doing that first ever group number, um, my first like red carpet when I saw all the, you know, the yeah, paparazzi and the yeah. fans and the journalists and just being in that space. Like I kind of, I'm, I kind of tend to like take myself out of a moment and just try and watch it from, from above yeah, in some way. I did. And I remember stepping back and just thinking, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. I'm actually doing Strictly Come Dancing. This yeah. is the red carpet. All the celebs are here. Oh my God, there's Lennon Bruno that I've seen on <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Um, and then like through the years, there's been a couple moments. I remember Jake Wood when we did 
our salsa that everybody yeah. was like, you know, that, would, that went down really well. <laughs> a couple of years after that, I, I mean, every year I had something special, but the ones that I can just pick out. Then when I met Will Bailey, um, a Paralympic champion, he obviously just taught me so much about perseverance and he was just such an inspirational human being in himself yeah when we got to do the contemporary number together oh, where incredible. he kind of told his story and you it was that another moment in my life where I thought oh my gosh this is a person that was told he could not walk mm-hmm. and now he's dancing and he's not just dancing he's really expressing himself, himself yeah. he's really using music and movement to share an emotion to share his story and like it was the first time I cried after I danced with someone on Strictly because as a pro, you can't ask for more than yeah. that. I mean, the last eight years on Strictly have been just some of the best, best memories of my life. And and now to be doing It Takes Two and be able to help other people in those moments and be mm-hmm. a part of those moments with everybody else, you know, it's it's really, really special. And it's so great to hear that, you know, you enjoy it, but I love hearing how much you enjoy making other people happy and not just, as you say, the people that you work with, but the people at home. And I think, you know, when I really look at you and what you said about being younger and your positive outlook and like being able to spread that is just like infectious and I love it. And what will you miss most about being on the show as a dancer? Oh, well, definitely the dancing. I mean, that ballroom, that floor on Strictly, I always say that just magic happens on that Mm -hmm. floor. And I'm going to miss just being on that floor, dancing with the professionals. And I mean, they are like my family. So to to not be in rehearsals with them, to not be on that floor with them is going to be really, really uh, tough. But I know that they're they're all very supportive of me and they're also excited for me. And I think what I'm going to miss the most as well is just that feeling of being a part of like I said Saturday night family tradition so many people especially in this last series after the year we've had with COVID and being Mm -hmm. in lockdown so many people have come up to me afterwards and said we're just so grateful that Strictly Come Dancing went forward because it brought joy in a time when our family really needed it the most it brought escapism it brought just just happiness into people's homes um, and and made people smile made people cry in in good ways and and just gave them this feeling of hope really Really, that 100%. it's all going to be okay. And I, I mean, I can do that to some extent on It Takes Two when I'm yeah. sat there on the couch and I will pr- try my hardest yes. to keep doing that when I host the show. But Strictly Come Dancing on Saturday nights does that so brilliantly mm-hmm. and so specially that um, I'm going to miss being a part of that. Yeah, but I guess like, what are you most excited about? Because I mean, I'm as you say, I love hearing the journey and the thought and the dream. What are you most excited about for doing the show? It takes two. Oh my gosh. I'm the most excited to sit down and listen to the new celebs like feelings and stories and what they're going through. Just because I'm, I mean, I've always been like the biggest cheerleader on Strictly. All the pros laugh at me and even in Claudia's area. You cheer everybody on. (laughs) Yeah. They all laugh at me because I scream for everyone every single year. And I'm just like, I become all the celebs. Like they, they call me mom. I'm like, I'm like the mom of the pros as well. Cause they all come to me for advice. Cause I'm just like, I'm just such a fan of people experiencing wonderful things. And when you see it happening, you're just like, yes, you did that. Yeah, I champion them a lot. So what I am going to look forward to the most is the ability that I will still have 
to be able to do that for them, to mm-hmm. kind of sit down and listen to their stories and share their stories and champion the partnerships, champion the celebs, really champion the pros. Because for me, they are the superheroes of Strictly. Yeah. They are the oh, ones that really are. are the backbone of what this show yeah. is all about. So I'm really looking forward to just be that person for them and like really kind of be there. I don't know, everything. Yeah. Be like, you've got this. You were amazing. Or don't worry if you got that score. Like, just move on. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Oh, Jenna, I'm so excited to see you on It Takes Two. And as you say, I think you're the perfect person for the job. Going to Kelvin's moment. So yours is leaving Emmerdale after 20 years. Um, had that decision not been taken, strictly the farm, the National Theatre probably wouldn't have happened. So there's so much to discuss here because so many moments happened from that one decision for you. So do you want to explain what made you kind of leave Emmerdale after such a long time? Leaving any job after 20 years is is, is, a, is a huge consideration really and a huge decision. And... Um, and, and in many ways, it was an easy decision, um, but also as well as that, it, it was, like I say, you know, well thought out and probably a two-year process. The kind of catalyst was, came from me, just came from my gut, really, that I was, and it was funny, I was kind of making this choice at the happiest I'd ever been within that 20-year period of, of, of Emmerdale. Yeah. You know, it was a great job. I learned so much as a young actor, um, amazing programme, amazing cast, amazing work colleagues. And at that particular time, Artistically, I felt stronger than I've ever felt before. Um, and I just felt that I was the happiest I'd ever been. So it was kind of strange to then want to change. Because normally people want to leave something or leave something behind when they're not at the happiest. But when actually, it's hit that yeah, bottom. but then it's hard because you're not in the right mindset. Exactly. Whereas I did it the opposite. I did it when I was actually at my happiest. And yeah. I felt then that it couldn't give me, surely it couldn't give me any more than it's currently giving me. And what it was giving me, although it was great, there was still something else that I wanted, a different yeah. outlook. Did I still want to act? Did I want to be behind the camera? Did I just want to go and get a proper job? It was something, you know, from being eight years old, uh, being as, as, as an actor, from being yeah. an Emmerdale since I was 12 years, it's all on you. And I just wanted to go and see the the, the, the world, really. So, and, I, and the TV uh, environment was changing very much, the dawn of Netflix and a lot more content was being out there. And I just wanted to kind of do... I was sitting watching a Shea Meadows film and Ken Loach films and gritty dramas and thinking, that's what I want to do. And there's so much more out there to explore. Exactly. And 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 I feel like I could do that. And but um people they probably don't know until I until I go and do it. The other yeah. way I could go and explore that is to is to leave. So I just thought, well, artistically, I've got so much more to give. I felt like I was coming to an age I was just approaching. I think I was 30 years old and I was thinking, I'm in, I feel like I'm in my prime now. Um, and, and I chatted to an old boss of mine who'd since left, left Emmerdale. And kind of he gave me a real kind of moment where it was like, there is opportunities out there and you've just got to back yourself. And that's what I did. So I spoke with, with Emmerdale and said, listen, I'm, I'm thinking of leaving. There's nothing that I want more of. This job has been fantastic, but yeah. I just want something different. And ITV and Emmerdale were, were, were amazing and they were so accommodating and absolutely understood my reasoning, really. And then we kind of worked out about an 18-month period of where I was going to get ready to leave. So during that period, I was kind of then setting up myself 
to be financially yeah, you stable. You can't just leave. You have to be written out and like it takes a while. Yeah, there's a whole process. And I think for me as well, I'd seen so many actors over the years come and go and so many actors. And I know what it's like. You know, I've been spoiled the fact that I was in a job for so long. As a working actor, you don't know when your next job is going to come. Yeah. So therefore, you don't know when your next pay packet's going to come. So it is quite a risky yeah. business in that sense. And you're at the mercy of other people's decisions constantly. So it can be quite unfulfilling. And I knew that. I'd not experienced that, but I certainly knew, knew that. But I was trying to take some sort of ownership of that. So I thought, well, let me try and set up myself as best I can so with, to be financially independent and be, be as best prepared as I can. So when I actually did leave, um, it was, uh, in, in one sense, you know, a huge relief, really, because, and, and I guess after 20 years, there's that element of where you feel like you're, there's a void there like when a sportsman retires and they just lose all sense of structure they don't know what they're doing it can be quite a you know it can be quite a negative feeling Mm -hmm. and if that would have happened it would have been understandable but before that could happen I got married and I you know we we welcomed our daughter into the world so that filled any sort of void that would have been there with with leaving a job after 20 years so and then it was on to the next really so it was a big decision that, that I made and, and, and I look back now and, and think, you know, it's the, it's the, in many ways, one of the best decisions I've ever made, you know, and that's no disrespect to, to the show in my life there. It was no, just, I, mean, I, it was an, I needed it. the next yeah. chapter in my life and, and I need to explore more and, and I've never really looked back. I don't think after 20 years anyone can be upset, but I, I think what you say is such a brilliant point that we don't think about is, is that, you know, it's like leave on a high. Like I think sometimes we wait until we're not feeling good, but then the energy that you're putting out is not right. And then the jobs that you get back. And I wanted to ask, so you've mentioned about Strictly being a signed doors moment for you, which I think is amazing because again, like you were not meant to be on the show that year and how it all worked out. So were you, could you have, you know, was leaving Emmerdale something that allowed you also to do Strictly? Like was that, you know, with the fact that you had had you left by the time that you did Strictly Strictly also wasn't on my radar when I was yeah. leaving Emmerdale it was just other dramas and I wanted to kind of pursue other acting opportunities and I couldn't pursue that whilst contracted to Emmerdale so, yeah. for, so for me to go and realise my dreams as an actor I had to leave Emmerdale that was that was the the basics of, of, of the yeah. decisions really, and then obviously after that uh, Strictly was was um, did kind of come on my radar. There's a whole host of shows like that, entertainment reality type shows, and for me, in my opinion, Strictly was 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 you know unrivaled in that sense yeah. of absolute credibility, of, of of huge prestige, of huge opportunity, um, and 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 not just in commercial revenues. And if anything, it's probably the the, the, the commerciality of Strictly is. Well, it's not, you know, the there's far, thing, yeah. there's the least, you know, there's far bigger payers elsewhere, but it wasn't about that. For me, it was to go and experience something, to learn something new and, and to be a part of a show that we'd been fans of ourselves yeah. anyway. Um, so when Strictly did kind of come on my radar, it was, you know, like I said, three failed attempts. But that, at times you feel, you, you know, you, but being a jobbing actor, even now, nine out of 10 jobs I go for, I probably won't get. And that sort of resilience I've had since as a kid and you just get used to it. And I've always tried to coin the phrase where the phrase where it's not rejection. At times it does feel like rejection, yeah. but it's it's redirection. That's all exactly it is. And, and, and you've got to, to just kind of not take things personally and just and let it galvanize you. And there's no one more determined or, you know, um, I, I back myself. I always have. And probably outside of Liz, my parents, my brother and my agent, I've got the notion that nobody else will believe in me as much as I do yeah. and, that, and I accept that I'm at, I'm at peace with that I wish every, I wish every casting director and producer did believe in me because I'm confident that I'll always deliver but ultimately I've, I've got that resilience where I think well it's it's, it's us against the world and, and, and that in itself has, has always been my driving force and what I set out to achieve I'll, yeah. I don't mind failing you know uh, that that's part of life as well and 
I, I've got a bigger fear of regret than, than I have failure. It's such a great, you know, the you were knocked down, like you, you were rejected. I mean, just talking about Strictly, like it, it's such a brilliant way of showing that like, we just have to believe that it's not meant to be at that time or whatever. And, you know, it's never a reflection on you and your talent. You feel like it is at the time. And mm. I think when we get knockbacks, it really pushes us down. But actually, you just got to keep the faith and know that, you know, there is a plan. And, you know, if you hadn't have left Emmerdale when you did, you wouldn't have gone on Strictly. You probably yeah. wouldn't have got a farm. You know, you wouldn't have done the theatre that you've just done in yeah. the West End. So do you really think about like how different life would have been for you? If, you know, it's not even about leaving Emmerdale, it's leaving Emmerdale at the time that you decided to do it. Do you think about how different life would have been if that hadn't have happened when it did? I don't tend to kind of look back and consider decisions I've made and, and timing I've ever made, because for one, I've, I've got this ethos. If it's not in my control, I won't give it a moment's thought. Yeah. It's as simple as that because it's, it's wasting energy, really. What if, you know, ultimately I can only concentrate on what I've got control. I'd like, being a bit of a control freak, I'd like a lot more things to be within my remit of control. Yeah, if it was up would. to me, I think we all would. Yeah, yeah. But there's certain elements you have to accept. I have full control of certain things in my life and partial control of other things. And then there's some things I have zero control of. So that's the easy thing to forget of. The things that I have partial control of, I'll do my absolute utmost and exhaust my resources to its fullest. And the rest is left to somebody else. Yeah. You know, if it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And the stuff that I have got control of, that's where I take full accountability and it's on me. Yeah. So kind of those three elements. Um, so I don't tend to look back too much and think, well, if I'd have maybe made the decision to leave Emmerdale a year before, a year after, what would things have looked like? When I won Strictly in the fashion that I did, to then and then the pandemic hit, you know, what would it have been like? The, yeah. the amount of work that kind of I had lined up after that. But it's, it, so God. what? I'm not. I'm yeah. not going back over. You know, it is what it is. You take it on the chin. We all took that particular instance yeah, on our definitely. chin. So for me, it's just always about going forward. And I think one thing I've learned more than anything uh, these last few years, I guess, like many people, is just to be present. Yeah. That's that's that is the key thing. I'm guilty of it myself. I'm so ambitious and so kind of destined. I, I feel like I'm destined for for bigger and greater things in every facet. But you know, there's something about being present and just being appreciative and grateful for what the things that you have and, and you know, yeah. first and foremost, you know, a great family and, and things like this, opportunities like this coming, recording these things like today is just, you know, lovely little moments where you think this is, you know, this is great. I'm, re I'm having a great day and, you know, dare I say it, we, 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 we're lucky enough to call this work, you know. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a real special it's time, It's such really. a brilliant outlook on life. And I think you're both such an inspiration for people that do just kind of like believe things are meant for you, but also you just put your all into everything and you let kind of, you rule your own destiny in a sense and you kind of create that. And I think it's such a brilliant moment as well for people to listen to because I think sometimes, again, I say again, leaving something when you're the happiest and making that decision in that moment is what's going to make the best, the next thing even better because you've got that ambition to move on and it's real, it feels right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So it must have been strange then when you were asked to be a judge on Strictly because it was such an unknown, I mean, kind of an unknown territory for you, I guess. It was really odd um, being asked to judge on Strictly. The truth is that um, when I created Dance Group Hot Gossip, um, without really thinking, it was called like Arlene Phillips Hot Gossip on any posters or on TV. And and so I became known um, as the voice of Hot Gossip, let's say. They yeah. were the dancers, they were the group. I became the voice. And um, suddenly I'd gone from this girl who was teaching to suddenly becoming known by everyone because I was invited onto TV to discuss everything, yeah. whether I knew anything about it or not, <laughs> simply because, in a sense, I'd become a celebrity, although it wasn't really thought of as we think of yeah. celebrities now, but became a voice. So I was always on television. People knew me as a voice of dance. So when Strictly came along, um, I was asked to, to become a judge and um, do uh, and make the pilot with Len Goodman and actually one other person. And we all went along to this sort of almost like shambles of a pilot where nobody quite knew what they were doing. There was this great idea for a show that used to be called Come Dancing, was now going to be strictly Come Dancing, and it was a mix celebrities and pros. But at, at the pilot, <laughs> Len and I were sitting chatting to each other <laughs> and we were like, what is this going to be? You know, Len was in love with, you know, Come Dancing, being yeah. on Come Dancing. So, Oh, what is this? And and I was like, I don't know. You know, it's not it's not really my world. Of course, I I do ballroom and Latin because mm-hmm. I train. It's not my world. And we both discussed it. And he says, Would you do it? And I said, Well, if you do it, and it was like that. And and suddenly there I was, a judge on Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, it's so amazing. And actually, I mean, you're always my favorite judge and I really mean that. But I think, you know, you were there from the beginning and it's taking that chance on something um, that's now, you know, as big as it, as big as it is. Huge, absolutely huge. Yeah. And so you have done so many things and you mentioned before loving the concept of kind of sliding doors. From your perception, what are kind of your thoughts and beliefs around, you know, being in the right place at the right time as opposed to, you know, putting in that hard work and dedication to get you where you want to be and for the things happening that do in your life? I think hard work and dedication have got to be a factor of of whatever happens to you. And certainly in the world of dance, entertainment, theatre, 
you have to be passionate about it. You have to want it so much and that want never goes away. The want becomes a need and the need becomes your fortitude that, that stands you there in good stead. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ready, but you also have to, you have to be aware of taking a chance and then it becoming a sliding door moment. Yeah. Not, I'm searching for that moment and I'm going to make it happen because I'll know when it comes. You don't. Yeah. So one of the, you know, one of the jobs I had um, when I was in London and moved to London and had no money was taking a job, giving me somewhere to live, giving me somewhere to work and earn money, but also give me the opportunity um, to be able to do and study all of the dance I wanted to do happened to be through a friend, a job with Ridley Scott. Yeah, so actually that leads in very nicely to your first moment because, and I think you're right, it's so nice to think about, you know, when you look back, it's not sometimes the big moments, it's those small little things that all join up in. As you said, so Arlene's first moment is, you can talk a bit more about how you met Ridley, um, but Ridley Scott put you forward to be a choreographer on an advert. Um, A producer called you before you were doing a dance class, um, heard some of the music you were playing, which led to you getting the gig. So rewind a little bit. How did you even meet Ridley Scott? Okay, um... When I came to London, I was studying with a teacher called Molly Malloy, and she was the most extraordinary dance teacher, American, bringing this new style of dance to London. And she had given me a scholarship because she believed in me. Mm -hmm. And when I said I needed a job to stay, I couldn't stay in London a moment longer, she said, oh, I have a really good friend, um, Ridley Scott. He's looking for someone to live in, help look after his child, clean the house, help whenever it's needed, help whenever needed. That was the job for me. And um, Molly choreographed commercials for Ridley. She was a choreographer and a teacher and moved to Paris. And Ridley got in touch with me and said, can you choreograph this little commercial? And it was a tiny little commercial for Lions Made Ice Cream. It was... um, uh, a dancing cow and a <laughs> farmer and a milkmaid who was Miriam Margulies and it was for Lion's Made Ice Cream and it yeah. was a tiny little thing and I did that and one week later Ridley called me and said I've been asked to do um, Dr Pepper commercials in America these huge commercials at Pinewood Studio masses of dancers will you choreograph and I was like, I don't do this. I don't do this. How am I going to do this? And I said, Ridley, um, I- I'm not sure I can do it. Oh, yes, of course you can do it. Um, I'm going to talk to the producers and tell them all about you. And the producer said, well, what's she done? This conversation went on with Ridley. It was, well, she just choreographed a commercial for me. And her name was Linda Meverack. And he said, well, let me talk to her. Let me talk to her. Yeah. And... There was a phone call in the class where I was teaching. There was a phone. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, nobody had mobile phones then. Yeah. They hardly even had phones in their home. And um, so I had my assistant. I knew it, that the phone call was going to come at the start of the class where I did this exercise and I um, used a piece of music from Pasha And the phone rang and 
everyone was continuing with the exercises led by my assistant. And I got on the phone and she said, hi, Linda Merrack here. I said, hi, it's Arlene. Um, really tell me you want to talk to me. And she said, what is that music? I said, it's one of my favorites, um, Pashabel the Canon. She said, it's mine too. Hey, hon, I'm supposed to talk to you about the job. You got the job. Oh, Be great to so see amazing. you. And it was that. And, and she's still one of my closest friends in life. Oh, that's so brilliant. And I mean, it's very much kind of like, you know, right moment, right time playing the music. I mean, I have, I mean, I'm sure you think about this before, but like, you know, if it is so simple as thinking, if you weren't playing that music, would you have got the role and kind of what that led to? But, you know, it shows, as you said, it's not sometimes always about, you know, showing the big flashy things. She obviously saw and felt the passion or something some form of connection with you with that piece of music it was it was extraordinary and these commercials were huge and I went on to choreograph them to go to America year after year to choreograph these commercials the Dr Pepper commercials in America really yeah they were so successful they really changed um, the way Dr. Pepper was sold there. It wasn't here at the time. We didn't have Dr. Pepper. But over there, it was really big. It was the big drink. And they'd always done dance commercials. But my style was very different and inventive because I kind of never followed traditions. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, yes, it, it led to a massive change and success in my life. And I had money for the first time. It's so brilliant. And actually, it's funny because when I first moved to London, I used to babysit all the time because it's, you know, it's the way that you can get by and do what you want to do. But as but I think what's brilliant to think is you should always be open because you never know who you're going to babysit for. You never know who's going to call who and say what to who. And it's a brilliant example of really always showing your passion to everyone that you meet. We'll go into your last moment. So you touched on this briefly, but saying yes to Channel 5. So you could have stayed at the BBC for another 15 years in a comfortable role, but you wanted to test yourself and explore new opportunities. So I think we all find ourselves in these very comfortable positions mm. where, you know, we, we don't really want to move out of them. But actually the best things happen when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone. So explain yeah. how this was a sliding doors moment for you and kind of how you came to make the decision. Uh, can I, am I able to change that sliding doors moment? Yeah. Um, cause I think that, I mean, that's, well, just, I think having, you know, just talked to you about it now, I think probably I would combine, I've mentioned a little bit about that, but I'd also put the decision to do Strictly in there as a, as a big one. Cause I'd said no to Strictly. I said no to a lot of things. In life. <laughs> I said no to Strictly four times. Um, but I said yes the fifth time. Oh and my I'm so gosh, thankful. you like saying no, don't you? I know, but. So they, I don't know why Steph, who books the um, guest, I don't know why she kept coming back. I, I'm really good friends with her. I saw her at an event last week with Nadia, and um, she said, I'm so thankful that we, we kept asking you. I didn't do any dance practice, no auditions or anything. So they, they knew, and I knew nothing about whether I'd be any good or whether yeah. I'd last. And I was convinced I'd last two weeks. But I think that was quite a big moment eventually saying yes and I said yes for two reasons one my kids asked me to do it and two I'd done 18 months of talking about the pandemic and death tolls and I just needed a bit of fun and not having to think about politicians for a bit so that's why I did it and I think it was really important that I got the partner that I did because 
Nadia was the person that I needed to guide me through that program, but also I was yeah. the person that she needed to you know, build her confidence up and show her that she could be just as brilliant on telly as she was on a dance floor. So I think that was a sort of weird collision-y sliding doors type moment because if I had done it a different year, maybe it would have exactly. gone completely differently. But it happened mm-hmm. at the right time. And you know, Nadia and I are really good friends and, you know, helping each other still in, you know, different things that we, we're doing now. But I think my experience with her on that program made me a better presenter and yeah. uh, better at the jobs that I do. And I wrote a better book last year because of that. So, yeah. um, and I think to come back to what you say about sort of shining, I think, you know, take take the competition element out of Strictly. It's not about that. Uh, take the dancing out of it if you can help somebody else be a become a slightly better version of themselves i think that's that's a that's a lovely situation to be in and i, I we, we both had a great three months together just me learning to dance her learning loads of other stuff becoming good friends and i, I so i look back on that as quite a positive experience mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i suppose in the same way it, it all those sorts of things inform you that not to be afraid of making huge decisions of leaving a program like football focus and then leaving a show like BBC breakfast with millions of people who watch every day and exactly. treat you like a member of the family and are wonderful. And to actually turn your back on that and saying, mm-hmm. there's a new challenge over here, which I'm really looking forward to. And I'm going to write a book this year and I'm going to move to channel five and I'm going to make some amazing telly, uh, which I'm really excited about. I can't, I wish I could, if we'd have done this a few weeks later, I could have told you about a new series that I'm working on, but I can't tell you oh, yet, but it's good okay. fun. Um, Fine. But it's, and that's, I, I love making great telly with lovely people. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to. So I th- I know that I've combined lots of things together, but I, I no. suppose if, if you look back, at, I'm realizing this talking to you, I've said, no, I've turned down a lot of opportunities, <laughs> but eventually the right thing has come along at the right time. Exactly. And it's a massive, massive moment of timing because I think that with everything that you've said no to and that you have actually done, as you say, it's not just the saying yes, it's the saying yes at the time. It's having that specific partner at that specific time. Mm. All the other people that were involved in the show at the time that you decided to say yes. There's so many factors. And I think what I love about everything that you're saying is, is that never take something on just face value. There's so many other things we learn. As you say, like you did Strictly, it sounded like it made you a better presenter, a better writer probably a better husband a better son you know and I think that we can take so much from all these experiences but the sliding doors moment is is that the time that you decide and I don't know what makes you say yes I feel like I I feel like you don't have anything that ticks in your body to say yes it's just something that happens yeah I think that's right I don't know why I said no four times I don't know really why I turned down BBC breakfast twice um don't know why I dropped my trousers in the interview um not sure uh, but I think sometimes you've got to act on impulse, haven't you? And yeah. you, you, and also on other occasions, you weigh things up really carefully. I think I am a weigher up carefully. That's what I normally mm-hmm. do. And I like to think eventually I'll come to the right decision at the right time. Well, you've proven that uh, you have. Mm. And even if it doesn't work out, we learn from everything that we do. Precisely. And um, if you don't make a mistake, you don't make a discovery. you so much for listening to this episode of sliding doors if you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring i would love it if you could rate review share and subscribe thank you so much
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.